Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here, and you're listening to the CFI Podcast by M0A.com, where a good pilot is always learning. The CFI checkride is perhaps the most difficult checkride you will ever take. Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here of M0A.com, and you're listening to the CFI Certificated Flight Instructor Podcast, brought to you by our number one rated online ground school, GroundSchoolAcademy.com, where we actually pay CFIs like you a, uh, a commission for every book, every shirt, every ground school membership you sell. You can learn more about that by clicking the support function on uh, groundschoolacademy.com or m0a.com and saying, hey, I'd like to become a CFI partner. I'd be more than happy to tell you more about that. There's no cost to you. We set you up with everything. And most importantly, set your students up for success. We're doing a mock CFI checkride today. I'm going to give you five actual FAA CFI checkride questions. And the thing about the CFI checkride is, uh, I didn't mean to have such a gloom and doom and difficult intro, but it, it really is probably one of the hardest checkrides you do, unless, of course, you go on to do your CFII, which is then teach an instrument, which is, uh, in, remember how tough instrument was as a checkride. It can be very, very challenging. Um, there's been guidance from the FAA that says they don't want a CFI checkride to be less than five hours. They have literally said, I've sat in the room when they said it, there is no possible way you could administer a CFI initial checkride in less than five hours. There's no way you could go over everything in the ACS in less than five hours. And they've literally said that if we see you doing CFI initial checkrides in less than five hours, you can guarantee you and the students are gonna, uh, that did those check rides that fast are going to have a visit from someone at the FAA. So trust me when I say it's a difficult check ride. Many times these check rides are broken up into two days, a day for the oral examination on the ground and a day for the flight examination. That being said, if you're like myself, pack some snacks, bring something to drink, something super, super healthy, some caffeine to keep you going. Uh, bring two t-shirts, right? If you, if you end up going flying, you're, you're sweating from the oral exam afterwards. Maybe put something more comfortable on for the flight. Whatever it may be, you want to be overly prepared when it comes to the CFI checkride because it is truly a marathon. You will, you will be there all day. If you end up doing it all in one day, and you can only get away with that in the summertime when the days are longer. You'll never get away with it in the wintertime. There's just no possible way with breaks and everything else, and you're going to need them. Lots of healthy snacks and plan on two days uh, is usually the norm with that. Um, but after all that, yes, it's going to be a very tough check ride. I want to share with you five questions I'm going to read the question. I'm going to do my best to pause and be quiet for a bit, let you think about the proper answer, say it out loud, whatever you wish, and then I'm going to give you the correct answer, and then we're going to explain why. Remember, on a CFI checkride, any question from private, any question from commercial is also fair game. So you might hear some of these questions go, Jason, that's a private pot question. Yes, and you're studying to become someone who can certificate and endorse private pilots, right? So anything private, commercial, ACS is fair game as well, in addition to any CFI or FOI-related question. Question number one. 
What is the proper spin recovery procedure? What is the proper spin recovery procedure? There's a great acronym that was actually taught to me. But what is the proper spin recovery procedure? The acronym that I use is PAR. P-A-R-E. PAR with an E at the end. And it stands for power, ailerons, rudder, elevator. Power back, ailerons neutral, rudder opposite, elevator forward. Two things on there are very difficult to do. One, leaving the ailerons neutral. If you've done spins, if not, you're going to do spins to get your spin endorsement to become a CFI. Very, very difficult to convince yourself to leave those ailerons neutral. And then the last thing is elevator forward. You look at it and say, Jason, I'm looking straight down at the ground. I am spinning straight down towards the ground. I understand power back. I'll do my best to keep the ailerons neutral. I understand opposite rudder, but why must I push the elevator down when I'm already pointing straight down? Because what is a spin? A spin is nothing more than an aggravated stall. A stall in which one wing is stalled more than the other. In fact, if you're truly in a spin, you'll be looking straight down the ground, spinning, yet your airspeed indicator is gonna indicate about 35 knots if you're truly in a spin. Now, the moment you break out of it, you'll have no problem getting that airspeed back, I promise you, but you get elevator forward to break out of that stall, and then we smoothly recover. Please don't go yanking it back. You're gonna add an increased load factor, like we just learned about in the commercial pilot podcast. Question number two. Again, tough question, coming from NTSB 830. Define an aircraft accident. Define an aircraft accident. Straight from NTSB 830. Could be on a private pot check ride, would almost certainly be on a commercial pot check ride, and will certainly be on any CFI check ride. You, you can guarantee if it's in the private or the commercial ACS, it's on your CFI check ride. It just talked about uh, you know your brain being mush studying. Uh, the, the CFI checkride will, will make it that way, no doubt. Define an aircraft accident. The FAA definition of an aircraft accident, as told in NTSB 830, is this. An occurrence with the operation of an aircraft where a person suffers death, serious injury, or the aircraft receives substantial damage. Now, here's what's interesting. This question just opened up two loopholes. Your answer just opened up two, your next two questions, really. Not here today with me, but on your actual check ride. An aircraft accident is defined as an occurrence with the operation of an aircraft, got it, where a person suffers death, okay, I understand that, right? Serious injury, Okay, we need to find that. Or the aircraft receives substantial damage. The next two questions the checkride examiner is going to follow up with is, okay, define serious injury and define substantial damage to an aircraft. Those are your next two questions that you must be ready for. You've obviously created your lesson plans. I hope and pray you have an NTSB 830 lesson plan. 
set up with all these define an incident, define an accident, define serious injury, define substantial damage, and give a few scenarios of each. That's what we need to actually do. I board the aircraft with the intent of flight and this happened. This is considered an accident because this is serious injury that happened to this person because it was this, this, and this. And that's the definition of serious injury. You follow me? Define, make sure you have those definitions in your NTSB 830 lesson plan. Three, question number three. Sounds easy, but again, and it not only sounds easy, this question sounds kind of like nitty gritty. Like, are we really asking this question? Yeah, you have to nearly know it all. You have to know 95% of it for the CFI check right in a way. What is the difference between a VASI and a PAPI? What is the difference between a VASI and a PAPI? I mean, you could tell me what they stand for, cool. But if I was on final for a runway, could you look and go, that's a VASI, that's a PAPI? That's what I'm curious about. What is the difference between a VASI and a PAPI? I'll give you a second to think. That's, that's a strange question. You just think, oh, I, I know how to read it, but could you tell me which is which? Why which is which? Which one is more precise than the other? That's what I'm after. What is a VASI and what is a PAPI? VASI stands for Visual Approach Slope Indicator. VASI. PAPI stands for Precision Approach Path Indicator. Which is more precise? My PAPI lights. Which one is a PAPI versus a VASI? A PAPI is one, two, three, four lights in a row. A VASI is stacked on top of each other, usually two and two. There's also a thing called a tricolor VASI. You don't come across those much anymore these days. You usually stack two on two. That's where you get the red over white, white over white, these things. Pappy is four in a row. And how I was always taught to remember that is you say, Pappy has to lay down, take a nap, right? It's laying down. It is four in a row. One, two, three, four lights is our Pappy lights. Question number four, guaranteed to be truly on any check ride. You've probably been asked this four or five times now uh, on check rides, but I'm asking it here again. What must your passengers be briefed on? Better said, the examiner may say, give me your passenger briefing. What must passengers be briefed on? What must your passengers be briefed on? According to the FAR aim, they must be briefed on no smoking, seat belts and how to use them, the exits of the airplane and how to use them, emergency procedures, what happens in the event of, and the location of the survival equipment. Smoking, seat belts, exits, emergency procedures, location of survival equipment as per the FARs. You want to go above and beyond that? By all means. But that's what's required in Part 91 as a part of our required passenger briefing. Fifth and final question. What are, how do I want to phrase this? Let's say, what are the lost procedures. I almost said, what are your lost procedures? 
But your lost procedures should be the lost procedures, which are the FAA's lost procedures. What are the lost procedures? If you become lost, or taking this from a CFI perspective, if your student becomes lost, or as your student's getting ready for solo VFR cross countries, what are you going to teach them in the event they become lost? It's a much better way to phrase that question, giving you the scenario of it. What should your student do if he or she becomes lost? It's another acronym, if that helps you. Mnemonic device, really. One more. The FAA teaches the four C's. The four C's are to confess, communicate, climb, and conserve. The four C's, confess. Confess to yourself that you're lost. And it's hard because we as pilots sometimes aren't the most humble bunch, right? It's just in our blood as pilots, fortunately or unfortunately. We must confess not only to ourselves, but to ATC as well that we're lost. That's where the second C comes in, which is to communicate. Communicate, we're lost. This is my last known position. This is where I think I am. Uh, help me out here. Next, climb. Climb to avoid terrain. Climb to save fuel. We'll talk about that in a second. Climb to just get a better vantage point. Perhaps see more things that you're familiar with or more, more items on your, your sectional chart. Some piloted some dead reckoning in there. And then lastly, conserve. We want to conserve fuel. We don't know how long we're going to be up there for. So we want to conserve our fuel. Five actual FAA checkride questions for the CFI checkride. Those of you aspiring CFIs or those having a CFI checkride coming up, I can't wait to hear about it. It is a humbling experience, and I mean it when I say it's going to be at least five hours. I mean it when I say pack snacks, extra clothes, lots of water, uh, caffeine, whatever it takes to keep you going, because it will feel like a marathon. Imagine you're going to run a marathon, pack like that. You got snacks and everything else, right? Listen, thank you so much. Uh, this tells me a lot about yourself. If you are an aspiring CFI or current CFI, and you're taking the time to listen to the CFI podcast, you're taking time to better yourselves as a flight instructor, you are all that is good, all that is right in aviation. Uh, the, the fact that you have your students' best interest at heart to find new and creative ways to educate yourself. We end every video, every podcast saying a good pilot is always learning and you are truly living that out each and every day and I applaud you for that. If we can help you in that journey anyway, help your students in that journey, please, please, please don't hesitate to reach out. Enjoy the rest of your day and most importantly, remember that a good pilot is always learning. Have a great day, guys. We'll see ya.